Houston, Annapolis Center, do you have any test operations restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Area 31, continue to send at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, all to right, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. What a show we have for you tonight. But first... Let me introduce the members of the posse. Girls, he's here. Get ready. Sit yourself down. Start fanning yourself. Get your big box of Kleenex, your big box of wipes, your squeegee, and your lube. Because the very famous Juan Juan is here. Juani. Hey, babes. Hey, Mac. How are you? Good. Good, good, Glad good. to be here tonight. Glad to be anywhere, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. As you know, I live for this. But your rough air conversation, you'd be glad to be anywhere but England. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, we get a little frustrated uh, with, whole with England. Different show. Uh, not, not a good time to be frustrated, especially with winter coming in. Uh, no cocoa tonight of our national correspondent, our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward is down there in, you know, soap, <laughs> soapy water, West Virginia. How's that? <laughs> uh, great to be here. Okay. All right. And And how are you? How's your demeanor today? Uh, uh, my demeanor is beyond wonderful. Okay, listen. I'm going to break everyone's hearts now. A lot of people's hearts, mostly Milson Gilfs. No club tonight, but I'm going to take his place. And Switch, you have a you have new kind of pot in your hair. Hang on, I have another a, a, a witness here. Al Ronaldo, UFO mechanic, in the house with us. He can see the same screenshot as me. Al, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, can you pot, see? It looks fine. I don't. I don't yeah, but it looks like a bullet went no, right I, through. I just, I just combed it. That's, that's oh, the that's difference. the difference. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. It, when, it, when it gets to be a certain length, I, I actually uh, kind of have to put a part in it. Mm-hmm. But when I get a haircut, I don't really have to part it. I mean, it just kind of falls yeah. in place. This is all. I would say this is all in the little book of stuff you're supposed to say if you have a like, you know. When it grows longer, and, I got the pot. Listen, I, for any, any other hair, hair styling tips, just uh, go ahead and ask. Go to, I'll go to you. Anyway, thanks for joining us, Switch. Be right back to you. Uh, also joining us is our favorite good witch up there in Sideways New York on camera uh, with us tonight for the first time in a couple of weeks. Raven is with us, Raven. How are you? Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. Hello, Raven. Hi. Okay, so we have many questions to ask you. First of all, you were away on Halloween. Did you miss it? Was it heartbreaking? Uh, so I was away on Halloween, but I, I didn't actually go away because I had to cancel all of my plans because of all the stuff that's been going on. This so thing, all the stuff I had planned for my vacation was down just... The, oh, really? Let's just say yeah. the uh, the active strike is Jeez. the... Uh, we'll blame it on that. Yeah, blame it on perfect. them. Well, thanks. I'm glad you're with us tonight. Same. I feel like yeah, I'm like not here. Spirits. 
Yeah, like I feel like I'm not here when I'm like not on camera, and I know like that's stupid, but like, okay, you know, like yes. Uh, so I I feel I'm feeling better. I still have some ways to go, but um, okay. yeah, things are looking up. Baby stuff. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Also, good news. Uh, joining us tonight is Superfan Susan K. Cavola. Susan, please say it first. Hi, everybody. How are you? Please. Hi, Susan. Please say Hi, it. Susan. Is that your little puppy? They hang on. Watch. Uh, hang I rescue. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Sorry. Um, uh, Susan, please, your, your your last name, one pronunciation is all we need. Kaupala. See? Okay. Kaupala. Kau like moo. Kaupala. Okay. Susan K. <laughs> Uh, thanks for joining us again. And uh, later on in the show, you're going to uh, have a <laughs> later on in the show. You're going to have a uh, segment: ten questions for the black-eyed kid. The black-eyed kid. Yes. Yeah, you're tied to the black-eyed kid in in some way off uh, away from the show, right? He was going to. He promised you something. He finally came through. Is that the question? He did, and it's outstanding. Really? Okay. We won't even say what it is, but anything from the BEK. Is outstanding. Thanks for joining us tonight. Really appreciate it. Thanks, and uh, so later on tonight, the way it's supposed to go is uh, at some point we're going to be talking to Stephanie McNew in Indianapolis, and she's uh, the head of the Spirited Podcast. And what she does is she uh, m- mixes drinks. Now, how she uh, pairs drinks with ghost stories. Okay, so if you're watching a certain ghost story, you should, and you're in Indianapolis, you should have this drink. If you're in LA, you should have this drink. She sent us a couple recipes for these ghostly drinks, and tonight on the air, we're going to mix them and drink them. Okay, let's see what happens. Really? Yes. Well. Who's the Who's driving home? Al, I'm asking Al. Well, I'm, apparently, I am. Oh, oh. <laughs> Okay. Or let's, else we're just camping out here. For the let's time. see what happens. That's not going to happen. Maybe up at the Thirsty Moose, they'll let us sit on the bench all night. Anyway, look at so that's that's we have something to look forward to. But right now, we have uh, a top ten Raven. Right, this is top ten. The usual top ten club isn't here to enjoy it too bad. Um, <laughs> if I remember uh, right, he, you know, he might have actually enjoyed this one. Please tell us what it is. This is top 10 ways Juan Juan is preparing for Thanksgiving. Top 10 ways Juan Juan is preparing for Thanksgiving. And I remind people that he's living over in the UK at the moment. So we'll start the music here. Uh, please, um, this better be a hit. Uh, please, uh, top 10 reasons why Juan, how, let's say, top 10 ways Juan Juan is preparing for Thanksgiving. Please, Raven, number 10. Oh my god, I just accidentally skimmed it. Number 10, he's been fattening up the neighborhood kids for months. <laughs> he's been fattening up the neighborhood kids for months. Okay. And they're all saying, man, he's just so super friendly. I love this guy from yeah. America. Once again. See, that that feels like a very black-eyed kid thing to do. Are yes. you guys working together? Oh, what a pair that would be. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Next, please. Sign right. the contract. Right. Number nine. Uh, he's doing a new one-act play about the Mayflower Madam. <laughs> Come on, thank you. okay, all right. I'm going to. Uh, it's Thanksgiving in the uh, UK. Featured at the pub down the street. There you go. Right now we get it. You get the bit. Good. Uh, next, please, Raven. All right, number eight. 
He's drinking nothing but wild turkey. Yikes, you're going to be very dehydrated. Yeah, that's I mean, that's not the, 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 the least the of his problems. supermarket sounded like crazy anyway. And then I say, what, what's up with the turkeys walking around the yard? And the turkeys should be scotch taped to the window. That's coming up. <laughs> Did you do that? Did you really scotch tape some turkeys to the I window? Will be, I will be putting up bunting of some sort, yes. <laughs> For Thanksgiving, yes. Next, please, Raven. Number seven. He's joined a Welsh fringe group that celebrates a similar holiday called Bon Charles Yon Frecken, which loosely translated means, Hey, King Charles, go f*** yourself. <laughs> True or false? I was going to say, I don't speak Welsh, but that is the weirdest language. That's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Very long words. Next. I please. thought Gaelic was weird. Oh, Gaelic is Cleon. They've been shitting you for years, believe me. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Next, please, right? Um, number six. Uh, he's secretly he's secretly brought up all the gas acts south of London. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Think about it. Next, please, Rave. Number five. He texted Prince Andrew, the sticky bears can stay sticky for another day. Family comes first. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. A little inside. <laughs> Next, please. Rave. Oh, jeez. Um, number four. Um, he's bringing movies that day by his favorite porn star, Plymouth Rock. That's a great <laughs> <porn> name. What? <laughs> Your favorite porn star, Plymouth Rock. You know, it's Thanksgiving. Right. Okay, nice. Please, I'm right. telling everybody about Plymouth Rock, but I said, Plymouth Rock. Go ahead. Is that a new band or what? What is it? I had to cut off. Yeah, I had to cut off the last word of that. So just make up your own. Next, please, Rave. I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three. He's been walking around his neighborhood dressed as a quote unquote hot pilgrim babe just to get the locals quote unquote in the mood. Okay, no, that's <laughs> absolutely hot pilgrim babe. If that is the name for an album or a CD or something. It is. Next, please, Raven. Hope Number so. two. He frequently recites the words of the great statesman, Benjamin Franklin, who said, least we never forget, if the pilgrims had shot a cat on Thanksgiving Day instead of a turkey, we'd all be eating right now. <laughs> <laughs> Even back then, they knew that cats were important and you had to keep them around. Ben Franklin. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Please, put us out of our misery, Raven. Okay, this is the number one way Juan Juan is preparing for Thanksgiving. Two words, hedgehog soup. I hate oh. that. <laughs> Poor we'll little Winston. He Winston. doesn't deserve it. Oh, Winston and his little buddy, his little mm. mate that's uh, out there. Yes. Making his bed in the hibernation box, pulling in hay from the pail right beside it. A big mm. pail oh, of uh, well, you know where they are. Full of hay. Suckers. Yeah, huh? Fresh hay. Pulling I... it in, pulling it in, going back out there, pulling more in. I got video of them. Hmm. They're so cute. But I don't know how delicious they would no. be, though. Oh, everything is good with ketchup. Tastes like chicken. There you go. <laughs> so, you, know, you know what the big thing is? Is HP sauce. That's what's big around. Oh, here. really? Yeah. What's that? Yeah, it's like a barbecue sauce. But oh, yeah. Uh, Susan, you were going to say something. Susan, ketchup, right? Yep. On eggs yes. all day. See? Mm. Yep. That was what I had for dinner before I popped on here. Okay, I, so I scrambled some eggs and I put some ketchup on them. It's just Switchy who is the uh, odd one out. 
Uh, that that pot is disturbing, Switch. I'm really – It was great on many, many things, but yeah. eggs is not one of them. Or spaketti. Yeah. I, I, I would put on spaghetti. omelets, but I don't do it anymore. It just oh. uh, doesn't, doesn't appeal to me anymore. So listen. You know what I used to like? That's like really foul. Say it. Sometimes I'll put ketchup on my pizza. Oh, <laughs> wow. Which oh, I know oh, everyone oh, hates. No, okay. I used to put ketchup in chili. If chili was a little too spicy, you put some ketchup in it and fix it. I could see uh, – maybe not ketchup on a pizza. That's a little weird because it is ketchup anyway. Hmm. But listen. I like gravy on french fries. On what? On, what, on, <laughs> what, mustard? Mustard? I'm sorry. What do you like? Gravy. In, gravy? Oh, gravy. Oh, that's yeah. – yeah, that's poteen. Yeah, we there's, there's restaurants up here that – do that. Poutine is is our Canadian friends told us. I hope I'm talking about the same thing. It's basically French fries. You put <laughs> gra- you put gravy on them, and you have little cubes of chicken of uh, cheese in it, and it's it's you know about you know nineteen thousand calories per plate, but it's good. <laughs> and you put ketchup on it. You know, in in Canada they put ketchup on everything, as it turns out. Um, but speaking of you know food, let's go to switch. Uh, switch. The world wants to know. I, I got no picture today, so I got worried. What did you have for breakfast today? Today, I actually got up and made breakfast here. Uh-oh. I scrambled two eggs, mixed in, uh, I chopped up some green pepper mm-hmm. and uh, and cooked bacon oh. bits and uh, 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 some shredded cheese. And uh, so I scrambled up two eggs with, with all that. And on the side, I had a little bit of corned beef hash. Oh, yeah, nice. Hot black coffee. Oh. Man, that sounds that really sounds good. That's I can just tell. that's a good little homemade breakfast. Yeah, I, yep. I would. I was going to make some toast, but that was you know too I, much. I, I, with the corned beef hash, you don't really need to do that. I hear. Yeah, you. that's uh, twelve bucks outside in the outside world. Easy. Oh, right? I tipped myself. You did good for you. <laughs> that was very generous. Okay, too much information probably, but so why don't we do this? Why don't we take a um, commercial break now? And we'll be right back after this. You listen to Macaloni's Military Exodus Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. My dad, he's a double amputee and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Owns for our troops built this house and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for Our Troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. UFOs are found in Renaissance art, on ancient coins, and etched on cave walls. They're even reported in the Bible. But more surprising is when UFOs are seen the most in times of war. Through centuries, thousands of UFO sightings have been made by high-ranking officials, military pilots, and ordinary soldiers. Often, these fantastic appearances occur at the height of great battles. From World War I to D-Day to Korea, Vietnam, and beyond, military investigators are baffled. Why do UFO sightings spike so drastically during wartime? Could it be mistaken aircraft, or is someone, or something, looking in on us? In UFOs in wartime, what they didn't want you to know, Mac Maloney chronicles centuries of these incredible sightings and tries to solve the puzzle of why so many UFOs are seen while humanity is at war. Read about the scare ships, the ghost planes, and the ghost rockets, alien giants in the jungles of Vietnam, UFOs controlling our ICBM bases, dogfights with flying saucers during the Gulf War, and more. 
300 pages of unbelievable stories, along with many startling photographs. That's UFOs in Wartime, What They Didn't Want You to Know, by Mac Maloney. On sale at your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. No tracks on our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Very quickly, the members of the Plassey Girls, the very feminine one, one is here. Lonnie. Hello, girls. Hello, everybody. Hello, Mac. Glad to be here. Also, Fun show so far. Down there in uh, West Virginia, couldn't think of a good name for his city, town, village, is uh, a national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward. Switchy. Great to be here. It's actually Point Pleasant, Point Pleasant. by God, Virginia, home okay. of the Mothman. There you go, home of the Mothman. And you made your own breakfast today, even bigger news. I, I did. Uh, I, I'm capable. You know, mm-hmm. once once I came out from behind uh, the, the toilet bowl in the bathroom. Wow, okay. <laughs> All right. We'll have to go into a couple minutes to explain that. I hope you washed your hands. Yeah, really. <laughs> anyway, speaking of that, that voice you hear is UFO mechanic Al Rinaldo in the studio with us in the house. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Okay. Hello, Al. I got to ask you, how's the bees? Okay. And, yeah, they're they're sort of put up for the winter. Put you know, I, I've put over twenty pounds of sugar into the hives in the past oh, really? three weeks, so they should have plenty to. So they stay alive during the winter? I thought they're dead. I thought no, they they, mass they can they can survive. Okay. It's, it's, you know, hopefully, because okay. they're expensive to replace every year. Everyone sending me bee emails. The bees are fine. Uh, also with us, let's see, because club is in here. I'm mixed up. Raven, a uh, very good friend up there in Southwest New York. Raven, how are you? Back on camera with us. Hello, my friends. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Should we ask you what's new? Or it's <laughs> if you want to know what's new, watch like an episode of um, uh, what's a really sad show? I don't know, like Handmaid's Tale, and just oh, cry for like 45 oh, minutes, and you'll mm. that's what's new. You okay. know. But things, mm. like I said, things are looking up, so we're good. Good. That's good. Good. If you want to watch something, to, and to cry, watch the Patriots, right? Wani, do you get that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad Club isn't here. Ooh. Anyway, also joining us is superfan Susan K. down there in North Carolina. Susan, how are you? Hi, everybody. I'm doing awesome. I'm so happy to be here. How are you, though? Would you tell us? Good to see you, Susan. Would you tell us? If you weren't happy. Absolutely. Are you, you kidding weren't? me? And oh. I can see you on camera. Tough love, huh? Bonus. Okay. Well, that might could be a well, you know, She could just hang up. Oh, that's true. <laughs> if she didn't want to be here. That is an option. <laughs> Not like we're going to go down there and knock on her door or anything. Okay. That's true. Uh, also with us is our good friend Stephanie McNew of the Spirited Podcast. Is that it? Did I get it all right? Highly spirited podcast. You're okay. close enough. Thanks for having me. We're going to clap you on, Stephanie, because <laughs> we love your podcast. Just tell us real quick uh, what your podcast is about. What's the elevator pitch? Yeah. 
we, I um, do a cocktail history and mix up a cocktail, and then I tell you a ghost story, and that is my podcast. Yeah. So you pair yeah. drinks with ghost stories. I love that. Um, okay, so. With spirits and spirits, yeah. <laughs> right. And also with us is uh, Will Sparks. Will, how are you doing? Will from Baltimore. Okay. I'm good, man. I'm really good. Thanks for uh, having me on tonight. This is a, an exciting thing for me. Okay. Is it good really? Good to see you, Will. Now, listen. I want to say something. I have to paint the picture for our listeners. I hate my beard. The only reason I have a beard is because I hate shaving more than I hate having a beard. But you have a uh, you have quite the beard there, right? That's almost, that's a stylized beard, correct? I know. Uh, not really. really? I, I, I put oil in it when when I remember to, but it's, it's oh, just I just pull it down all day long because I just stress stroke it. Yeah, but uh, I, I did get lucky. I got the uh, the two stripes. Yes. You know, like I, I yeah. It's yeah. nothing else. Like I'm bald up top. Like it's 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 bald. Oh, even because even gives more credence to that serial killer look. But that's good. Kids are going for that. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what you do. Well. So yeah, I've just been in the paranormal world. Um, I'm pretty hardcore for like the past six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's uh, I found myself doing it by uh, responding to an in- Indeed ad. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I actually live about 30 minutes outside of Gettysburg. Oh, and, wow. Uh, there was an Indeed ad popped up and said, paranormal investigator, $10 an hour. And I'm like, that's got to be a scam. Yes. But I, I was I was intrigued. So I responded to it. And, uh, you know, I went out with a company and uh, had my first like Gettysburg experience. Um, and then, uh, kind of got addicted to it and, uh, you know, uh, worked for a couple companies there doing the tourist kind of groups. Um, but in the last couple of years, since 2020, I, uh, started breaking out and I've been to multiple locations, at least on the East coast so far. And, uh, yeah, I'm always looking to expand my, my experiences. Wow. Huh? To get paid is, uh, you really have to, you know, that's the Mount Everest to get paid to do this stuff. Because not the many <laughs> yeah, man, people get paid, I'm assuming. The, the claim to be a professional ghost hunter. That, that was, uh, that was the whole thing. But, nice. uh, no, it's um, it's interesting. You know, yeah, you got to do it with the public when you do these uh, investigations. But you actually, I view it as I'm a teacher, so I get to teach people mm-hmm. kind of how to do the how to do the work, how to go how to go about it, try to get their 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 fear out of the way and get their minds in the right place. And uh-huh. uh, and I, I come with love and respect. So uh, you know, when I investigate, it's nothing nasty. I'm not trying out there to be <laughs> like the Ghost Adventures guys or whatever, but. Um, yeah, I'm just out there trying to communicate and, and treat spirit as if they were there in the room with me, like I was getting to know somebody. Yes. So. Mm. Wow, that's uh, that's wild. That is wild. Um, I'm going to get back to you in a second. Stephanie, do you have a drink for Gettysburg? Do you have if someone's going to Gettysburg, what would you advise mm. them? I, I did an episode on Gettysburg two summers ago around Fourth of July weekend, yes. and I think I did the Stars and Stripes cocktail with it. Oh wow! Huh? Just to tie in that whole patriotic thing. Yes. But I don't know if Gettysburg has like a regional fruit or something because that would be something good to make a cocktail with. Okay. Uh, apple. Go, go ahead, please. Apple. Apple. So choose apple. apple brandy. That would be really good. Ooh, apple brandy. Yeah. Oh wow. Hey, listen. Speaking of booze, I mean, speaking of uh, Stephanie's podcast, she sent us earlier a uh, uh, recipe for a couple for a drinks. Okay, one of them was called the Witch. Is that right? I think that was the witch's brew cocktail. Yeah. Yes, was yes. Did you guys do that one? Okay. No, and the other one was the mummy. The mummy. The mummy. Spelled with a U, by the way. Yes. Okay. So this is the yeah. mummy. All right. So we're going to make them on the air as we talk. So are you going to want to mix them? All right. As, as we these sit, these both have the vodka and the triple sec. Okay. In them. I've already poured them. 
due to the Massachusetts, New Hampshire open bottle law when driving, I didn't want to drive with a fifth of vodka and a fifth of triple sec in the car. Wow. So I, Why not? Wow, well, you why know, not? I'm That's not right. that experimental at this point. Okay, go ahead. So, um, well, if it was unopened, it'd be okay. But if listen, it's you had open, me. Right. Not okay. right. had me in the car. If they, they, if they fished me, they'd let you go. <laughs> yeah. So well, we have that. <laughs> we have the club soda that goes with it. Okay. Uh, we have the uh, lemon garnish. Uh, there's lemon juice in with the uh, triple sec and the uh, uh, vodka. That sounds and amazing. There's two shots. Of, I'll let you put your hand in and get your own ice. I don't want to okay. paw your ice, uh, per se. Wow. Huh? You know? Wipe your hands in your pants first. Yeah, well, let's just hope you weren't behind the toilet with Steve Ward, you know? <laughs> I've been doing that all night. All right, listen. Okay, here we are. All right. All right, all right, uh-huh, all right. Now, what are, are we making the mummy here? Yes. The mummy? And what are the ingredients for the mummy? Um, two shots of vodka. <laughs> One oh. shot of triple sec. Oh, yeah. And uh, then a half ounce, I think, of uh, lemon. Oh, good. Oh. And then uh, club soda. That lemon will kill you. Yes. And uh, the garnish. Go. Wow, huh? Well, that was interesting. Okay. <laughs> In a radio studio, yeah. as it turns out. Okay. Okay. It's, That's all right. It's calmed down now. Go ahead. Okay. So, now, uh, are you making two or three? Because you do need so, to make one for Bob the Ghost, right? Bob the Ghost, yeah. Bob the Ghost oh, is beer in the refrigerator. You've been stealing that beer. All right, here we go. Oh, okay. And uh, you need the lime, you need the lemon garnish. Hang on. Waiting for the lemon, folks. Okay, this is great radio. All right, so we're making these drinks to get in the spirit of things. Right. right. That's yeah. the mummy, right? Both of these are. Both of the mummies. Now, two mummies. Stephanie, did you experience a mummy? Thing someplace let's, and then concocted this drink. No, so it's from my book, Monster Mixology, where I do folklore and cocktails. So I was like, right. I did a little bit of mummy lore, so how to do a mummy cocktail as well. And I actually made myself one already. All too, right, really? So. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Let's see what it tastes like. Love Excellent. it. Oh, wow. Holy cow. Wow. This, this wow, is a punch. There's a punch to that. Okay. Yeah, it's a little boozy, but I think the lemon and club soda balances it out really nicely. It has a very distinct taste, that's for sure. Anyway, well, let's see what happens, okay? So we're not drunk <laughs> now. Let's see how I we mean, are. I wish I was there right paper towels to clean this up. Al is on his way for towels. We're already cleaning stuff up. Because <laughs> the bottle of soda exploded all of the equipment and shit. Luckily, Pete's, oh, no. it did. Pete's not here. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Anyway, so, wow, huh? So now that we're in the mood, <clears throat> so what's the worst thing? What's the worst thing have you seen? Well, what, I mean, you've, what's, what's, well, let me say, what's the first thing you saw and then the worst thing you saw when it comes to ghosts? Was the first experience at Gettysburg? No, no. Um, actually, going to the Gettysburg kind of brought back some stuff that I, I had not thought about for a long time. Uh, so when I was a kid and my parents got divorced in 1987, um, my mom went back to college and she's going for criminal criminology and her professor would have students come over on Friday nights and they do a study group. And then after, after they study they break out some drinks, some cards, and they just kind of hang out. And, uh, you know, my mom was the only mom of the group. So she would bring me and my sister and my brother. I was, I'm the baby of the family and uh, my brother was in high school. So he would occasionally actually play with them. Um, you know, rummy, gen rummy, whatever it was. Mm. And so one night me and my sister was watching TV in the next room we hear everyone's voices start to get elevated 
you know, that something was like going weird. So we just kind of walked into the dining room and you know, I'm six years old at this point. Um, I look at the table and there's a red cheats lid, like a sports bottle drink lid. Okay. Zooming back and forth on this dining room table and everyone's actually holding hands. And the guy at the, at the head of the table is trying to say a prayer. Wow. Uh-huh. Um, come to, come to find out my, my brother had told them after they got done playing a couple of games that he wanted to show them something he learned in school, which evidently was how to make a homemade Ouija board oh, wow. using index cards and, and a sports bottle lid. And what they were talking to had said that it was going to be born into the world. And they asked, well, he would, he would give birth to a demon and it wrote out the name Jenny. Jenny? And, uh, my mom's boyfriend knew a girl named Jenny who was very pregnant at the time. And he brought that up. <laughs> and at that point, the, uh, the professor was like, okay, this is getting too weird. I'm getting kind of freaked out. I want to end this by saying a prayer. And as soon as he had them hold hands, they start saying the Lord's prayer. The lid went nuts. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I had no, I had no clue. What who, who, any I idea who, never. any idea who you were talking to on the other uh, end of the line? Uh, I mean, at first they thought it was a child, and then they found out it was not. Um, you know, they, they didn't get a name, but yeah, you know, it was some sort of demonic force, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, something that said it was not, it was, it was not of, it was not human, but it was going to be born in, into the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So man. It, I have a One. question for you. Well, to speak through the index cards, what was on the index cards? The representation of the alphabet like on a Ouija yeah. board or what? Yeah, typical stuff. You know, the alphabet. Yes, no. You know, goodbye, mm. hello. And the numbers. Um, yeah, yeah and, and the numbers. Yep. And they okay. just laid it all out. And it was a dining room table yep. um, that they were using. It had like the leaves in it. Yeah. And I'll, I'll never forget as it was zooming across, you could hear you could hear it actually go as it was tapping on the unlevel part and it would turn it would go backwards and zoom back around <laughs> so it could avoid that lip wow. on, on, on the leaf. So, um what, and <laughs> wild. And so so what do you think it is? I mean, amazing. you saw it. You saw these things move. You, what What is doing it? I mean, it's the biggest mystery of all, but you know what I mean? What do you think it is, let's say? Yeah. I, as a kid, I, I'm just magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. As, as a child, I was like, wow, that's really cool how they do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but it was frightening because all, all the adults were the ones actually like, they're like, I mean, there's like women crying in the room and, yep. and, and clutching their pearls at this point. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I couldn't explain it, and honestly, I, I didn't understand it really until I was an adult and I started to explore. How old were you? How old were you again? I was six at the time. Yeah, wow, that meant, must have made it quite an impression on you. Hey, Susan. Yeah. Susan, have you ever played a Ouija board? I'm gonna think that you probably played them back when you were in high school or something with the cool girls table. Uh, so no, actually, I haven't. Only because I believe and. I don't want to op- start something I can't finish. And oh. I was going to ask, uh, aren't the, when you do interact with the Ouija board, uh, aren't the demons or whomever known to lie? So you never actually really know who it is you're interacting with. But I actually have a Ouija board really? right up in my closet. But you've never played it? You've never played it, but you have a board. Hmm. I do, and actually, it's um, a Ouija board from. Um, so it was back when Art Bell was on, and he had oh, wow. um, uh, some wow. serial killer oh, had yes. endorsed them, and then they sent it to me for free. So <laughs> okay, there's a little uh, <laughs> serial killer like signed that. the thing. Product put up. Yeah, yeah. see you oh, soon, great. Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Why can't I- First of all, let me. Yeah, I got two questions asked. First of all, Stephanie, do you believe in the Ouija board? 
Have you ever played one? I do. I did play one as a teenager, but I really don't think much came of it. It was just like dumb girls, you know, playing in a bedroom, which I guess is how every horror movie starts. But I do believe in them. I've never done them with anybody seriously. Did it scare you? Kind of, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it's because anything spooky was happening or if, you know, like you're 13 and it's like you're giddy and you're like, oh, my God, the ghosts are coming. So I wasn't really scared, scared. I think if I took one to some place that was known to be haunted, I would probably be a little more afraid of what was happening. Let me ask you one more question. So um, do popular girls, are they also dumb girls? I, I want to say I was probably both at one point in my life. Yes. Okay, all right. I knew it. I just had to ask it. Grow out of it, I think. Susan, do you have a um, you have a Ouija board? Let's see it. Um, I don't have one because oh, I mean, my husband is afraid of them. And oh, that's like, right. He's now. also an Indian so Indiana Colts no, fan. No, I would. No, Isn't he a Colts but... fan too? He's a Colts fan as well, right? Yes, he is. Wow, strike strike two. Hey, Susan, don't you have one? Don't you have a Ouija board? Let's see it. I do, and look, it says Bob's board. Oh, wow. Wow. See, we got to. Get the glare off of it. Can yeah, you yeah. see it? Bob's yeah, yeah. board. Bob's, Bob's board. Okay. All yeah. Right. Is that like Bob from like Twin Peaks? Yeah, no, is, that, is that like. No, <laughs> maybe it's our Bob. Yeah. He's franchised our Bob. So, wow. It, 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 well, it's a, what's it, a uh, knockoff of the Ouija board or something? Ouija? It's, uh, Ouija? It's, well, they call it probably because it's a spirit board. Okay. Oh. It says the legendary spirit board created by a suspected serial murderer who found redemption and wished to speak to his victims. Wow. Huh? What oh. a marketing oh, boy that is. Them, right? I'd oh. want that in my house. We have to tell uh, Phil Baines is the owner of the company that actually makes the Ouija board. Uh, winning moves down in um, Danvers, Massachusetts. Good friend of the show. We should probably pass this on to him as a uh, whistleblower. So anyway, well, I've never had a Ouija board. I've never been involved in a Ouija board. But I know it just seems, and I'm not going to be sexist, this is how it is. Girls of a certain age in high school, they have their first sleepover. Someone brings a Ouija board in, and they're scarred for life, right? Am I, is that right? And it's 30 years of therapy afterwards. Do I get that right? Well, what I hear is girls can take it more than guys can oh. at a younger age and we're braver Uh-oh. right Uh-oh. okay <laughs> yes we'll take I agree over. with that oh, oh, okay. boys are like absolutely not i'm gonna go stand outside while you do that weird shit wow. exactly oh. and we're like yeah, whatever okay. bring yeah. it on <laughs> let's go back to the ghosts so anyway so um stephanie have you ever seen a ghost i mean you're you're involved in this great podcast where you pair ghost stories to the um to drinks but have you ever seen it go something enough to scare you? I don't know that I was afraid of it, but my house I grew up in, we rented a farmhouse for a while. I swear there was a ghost that lived in my bedroom. And my mom just kept saying, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Go back to bed. I swear that room was haunted. And that whole house was just creepy. Mm. And I told her until we moved into the house they live in now, I was like, my room was haunted. And she was not hearing any of it. Was it an old house? <laughs> was it an old house? Yeah, it was an 1800s farmhouse, okay. oh, so uh-huh. very, very old, lots of different families in and out of there throughout the years, so really anything could have happened. Right, so uh, now uh, this is a question we ask a lot too, but I'm going to say, Will, so why do ghosts hang around old buildings? You know, we did have a report the other day of a haunted condominium, but they're, they're associated with old buildings. Why? Why would the ghost be back in older buildings uh, and not yeah. modern buildings? 
I'll say my experience, especially in Gettysburg, I mean, you got to think about a couple of different things, but houses are homes for people for usually, especially way back when, for generations of yes, families. Yes, sure, right? one home, right? Someone grew up in the house, they ultimately inherited the house, and then they probably died there as an old person. Mm -hmm. And they spend all that time and energy, they're so connected to that space that when they pass, sometimes they just don't go to the next whatever it is, the next lot, the next realm, whatever next you, you believe. Sometimes it's just better to stay at home. Um, especially wow. if, if they're so attached to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, I rented a, an old farmhouse for 10 years. It was out in the middle of nowhere. There were no, you could walk out the front door, walk into the street, and you couldn't see another house for a mile in either wow. direction. You're brave. And it was, a, it was like the last house on the left. And it was way out there. And we loved it there. And it, that house had more stuff going on. There was more noises. The, the cellar door kept popping open. My cats used to stare at things. But the house had a warm feeling to it. Go ahead. Yes. Now we bought the the place I'm living in now, which is a hundred and ten year old, you know, old beach cottage. And no one had ever lived in it year round. It was always a summer cottage, never had a heating system. It was never used for anything but they'd show up in the they plywooded the windows every year. And that house felt so cold when we moved to it. There's never been any sign of anything in that house. And it it was so weird coming from such a warm house that had all this activity going so, on. What you're saying is if you have a ghost, then you're going to lower your heating bills? Well, I would say the, the ghost that was in that house was, yes. oh, I want to say friendly. It wasn't a hard time. Okay. I have to, uh, I have to interrupt here because someone is breaking the uh, show <laughs> rules. Uh-oh. Okay. Who's got a cat? Susan has a cat up the uh, – can you please – Sweet baby, can you please Oops. remove the cat without an incident? Please, we don't want oh. to call security. Cute cat, look at it. Oh, oh, yeah. oh look at the little boop on her nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guess what that is? Hey, listen, he's saying That's right now, sweetie. feed me. Doesn't just melt your heart, man. Feed me. No, it doesn't. <laughs> we actually have a, a cat named Lucy at my house too. Uh -oh. So. oh, see, oh. You, you are so outnumbered. Oh, she, she's fifteen and craps on everything. So there you go. Here. See, perfect, perfect, <laughs> perfect. Where's the cat lady well, now? moment there <laughs> i know i know i have to i have to because i i love hater like she, she's a she she's a very loving cat she, she hmm. wants to like constantly be petted but man well, i can't wait she's for a cat that rainbow road yeah oh <laughs> cats have two cats have two cats are like feed me and uh, uh, leave me alone i'm asleep right well, other, feed other me than that and, you know clean up my cat box yeah, and i don't care work. you do all the other stuff depends on the cat the or pooping or what well. fortunately just number two she actually goes to the litter box for number one but yeah. she never seems to make it for number two man really so. yeah hmm. well hmm. you know there's a joke in there somewhere but i don't know what it is but i wanted to give an update i'm gonna say stephanie this drink is awesome as the kids say okay yeah. It grows on you, doesn't it? it? It's, it's, it's certainly days, growing like, on us. It's true. She gives me, but it does. It gets better as you go. It is good. It is good. So, wow. All Mac, right. So, let us know when you see a spirit with that one, okay? Okay. All right. Then you know it's really <laughs> it's good. It's funny because the drink warms you up kind of like Al's old farmhouse. Yes, where, right. Like, there you yeah. go. Warms to it, yeah. you know? But I have to ask this. Who in their right mind would, like, move into a house on the left at a long country? Where was it? What town was this in? Uh, it was in the town of Drake. It, oh, even worse, man. That's where the uh, they're they're known for their mass murders. Was, was it rent free? It was very cheap at the yeah, time. Okay, there you go. But the, the place was a disaster when the, they, they were going to tear it down. Mystery if, solved. If I didn't rent it, okay, that's good. And, then you and I couldn't. I couldn't allow them to destroy the place. Look at all those ghosts. But I said. lived there 
no, almost 10 years. Huh. And when we, honest to God, when we left, I kept that house empty for a year. Just, just and paid the rent because I, I, I bought a house. Couldn't let go? I couldn't let go because let go. if I hated where we moved to. Yes. I mean, how many houses, if I threw a rock right now from my house, right. how many houses could it probably hit before it stopped? I don't know. I flunk physics. Yeah. A lot of them. Okay, I mean, yes. You know, we, we <laughs> live in an area where the house lots are generally an eighth of an acre. So it's a, a 70 by 70 lot, and there's a house in it, and there's a little bit of yard. Go ahead. And as far as you can see, that's what – it's a beach community. Believe me, UFOs show up all the time. There is a right. connection but to it's, the But it's very – It's kind um, of a cute community, though. It, it doesn't seem to be that close when I used to it's drive a, I, I get, I, Yeah, but see, half the people go. driveway. Half the people are gone for you know nine months of the year. No, so. see, what's happening yeah. now is we've turned into Airbnb Central. Okay, that's another show. So, <laughs> so we have we have a new group of idiots showing up at all of our neighbors' houses every, this? every week. I might be in the market for an Airbnb. Dude, the, the haunted a what is it? Airbnb. The haunted Airbnb. Okay. The only, <laughs> uh, so listen. So, so so will so when you went. What what was your first experience at Gettysburg? What did you see? Because we've had people on before, and they they always kind of tell the same story. Let's see if yours is similar. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, we were in the place that they, they called the Grove. Uh, it's kind of on the edge of where a uh, middle school and the state parks meet. Okay. Um, and it's a public space that you, you you could go there whenever you want, late at night, whatever. And we were doing an investigation, and we were getting responses on like a K two meter. Um, as well as like through the uh, the spirit box. What is and, that? You know, what, what are those things? What are the, they're the instruments of your trade? What are they? Yeah, uh, me. I mean, I I prefer K two uh, SB seven spirit box uh, dowsing rods. Has actually been one of my better means, which I used to I used to hate them, but uh, a friend of mine, Tim Shaw, kind of taught me a better way. I guess a better way to channel it, and, okay. and I've gotten some pretty cool results from that. Yes. Um, and I, I like I like to hear things and see things. So like mm-hmm. I, I like it when I can I can get the on demand like right away vocal responses through a spirit box. Really? So they they will talk to you when you can hear them, or you can make out what they're saying through the spirit box. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, yeah, cool. It's it's probably ten percent of what you hear is, is yeah yeah kind something yeah what's coming through. But uh, you know he uh, the the there was like a single voice, and they kept getting a yes, and then they asked the same question, and then they say no. And it was the same voice. And at first, you know, like I'm, mm. I was kind of half half believing, like I don't know if this is really happening or yes. not. And they had gotten the name uh, Robert, and yeah, I said I, I think Robert's got jokes. And then the radio sweep instantly just said, "It's like I'm funny." Mm. Mm. It was like two words, and it was clear. And we all looked at each other, and I'm like, "All right, well, I, I could be a bit of a of a smartass." So I was like, "All right, Robert, if if you're so funny, what do you do with all your free time now that you're stuck here?" Oh, shit. And there you go. <laughs> you don't want to piss <laughs> off the ghost, ago, do you? Okay, good. Yeah, what they yeah, say? I, I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. I was. I was. I. I was just being a smartass, and then all of a sudden, so he, you're pissing he, off the ghost. Yeah, I was gonna say what they say. Oh, F you. Go ahead, please. No, no. He, Family he, show. He, he goes. I'm. I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather he said a few, but oh yeah, huh? Wow! <laughs> and honestly, I, uh, I, we all laughed. We all started laughing that we're in this little you know, group of four or five people. Okay. And uh, I, I wasn't recording anything that night using my phone. I went back the next night, and I instantly said, "Hey, Robert, are you able to come forward tonight?" And well, oh, I got it. I got the recording. He goes, "I am," and it's the same kind of like southern draw that we heard. I heard twenty four hours before. Wow. Um, so the, it, it brings was, us to a, and that was that was my moment. I was like, wow, this is kind of legit. That's your fr- so so <laughs> it, it it brings up a good question though. Okay, and and we've said once again we've said it on the show many times. 
Why do ghosts wear clothes? Why do ghosts need clothes, right? I mean, do they do they are they wearing the last thing they were wearing or something? You never see a naked ghost, which is also a great name for a book, the naked ghost. <laughs> but anyway, so were you scared when you saw when this is happening, were you upset? No, nah, man. I I get excited. I get very curious. I get I get it's like a, a, a an adrenaline rush for me. Honestly, I just want to keep doing it. Uh-huh. Um, cuz you know, I I think it's cool. I, I I think it's really interesting to to communicate with someone's energy who's no longer maybe in the physical form but but now now they're hanging out so we can maybe communicate and you know give them a, a little bit of time to to talk to you know they're human spirits. Maybe this is their one chance that they get to talk mm. to somebody. But are they are they eventually yeah. are they eventually going to move on or are they stuck forever? Do we know? Above my pay grade to ever know that. <laughs> Do you want to know what's your ultimate goal to find out where they are, where they go, what they're doing? My goal, honestly, when it comes to the paranormal, I just want to communicate and give them something to look forward to. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think everything's demonic. I don't think everything's instantly bad. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, sure. Um, exactly. I, I come I come at everything with love and respect, and mm. you know, with, and humor. Like that's honestly like like right. I, I really do try to like have a good time with with spirit with the ghost communicating with them. Well, now that you've uh, uh, I want it to be a good time. You've brought it up a good time and everything. Do they see into the future? I don't know about the future. I, mm-hmm. I think they can definitely kind of r- r- read what you're thinking. Um, I'm thinking I'm, Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, Super Bowl, February 16th, <laughs> and the spread. <laughs> I wish. Okay. I'd be a lot richer okay. if that was the case. Okay. Uh, we, we all would, my friend. Believe me. Wow, that's really crazy. So how old are you? I'm going to guess by the beard uh, you're what? How old are you? How old do you think I am? I'm going to say 83, 30. 84. <laughs> no, 84 and 30. Wow. Wow, okay. Uh, well, we're getting the uh, from the audiences. 20, what, 27? No, he's he's more than twenty seven. Twenty five. Fifty seven. I don't know. All right, Raven, you're the closest. I'm forty one. I'll be forty two in, in February. You don't look forty one. Wait, so. what's your birthday? February twenty fifth. Wow. That's George hot. Harrison, that's her birthday. That's Raven's that's birthday. That's my birthday. No. <laughs> yes it is. Yes. Yeah. Nice. That's so <laughs> cool. Wow. Kismet. Wow. My fellow Pisces. There you go. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like you want to brag about I'm, that. I'm, hey, Stephanie, just said a hell of it. What's, uh, when's your birthday? Stephanie, when's your birthday? June 30th. June 30th. Okay, the day you got out of school. That's cool. <laughs> so listen, uh, let me just ask you this, okay? You're, you're, once again, the drink is great. Al, what, how are you going to rate the drink? How many, how many uh, uh, thumbs the, up? The, the drink is good. I'm not uh, generally a drinker of, of hard alcohol. It's, yeah, but it's all gone. You've drained it. Well, I... I Taking a good, <laughs> I've taken a good, a good pile out of it. So yeah, uh, it's good. I very mean, good. Very different. Yeah, different. It, it is. It's got a like a zing to it. I don't a know zing. if it's the um, the triple sec or is it the um, the mummy, the lemon. I don't know, but the mummy's crust. Yeah, I mean, probably the lemon and triple sec play well together. And yeah, they are good. Hmm. I mean, there's three there's three shots of booze in this thing, so it's uh it's fairly <laughs> potent, you know. It's not like you're gonna. I drink. never had triple sec. What's the? Uh, it's like alcohol. a liqueur. I never have either. Yeah. Well, have you ever had a margarita? No. ABV. Yeah, it's in a margarita. Yeah, it's in a margarita. It's, okay. It's, yeah. See, I'm not a fan of margaritas. I'm like a good person. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I've never had a margarita. Never had a margarita. Can you imagine that? Oh. oh. Uh, yeah. Just never. never. They're good. Bad. Never had a chance. Yeah, so. I've I've uh, ever since I got really sick from just straight shots of tequila one oh, that, night. That I've, I've done. Like, 
Yes. No, thank yeah. you. I'm good. That'll, yeah. that'll do it. I'm known to like on a Tuesday, be like, babe, do you want to get Mexican tonight? He's like, you just want to get margaritas. Just Ooh. say that. I'm like, you're right. You can eat. I'm having margaritas. Wow. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with a liquid dinner. I don't. No, no, not at all. No, no. So this is the husband who's the Indianapolis Colts fan, right? Yeah, so oh, I took him to a game um, last weekend to really? the Colts Saints game. I'm a Saints fan, so it worked out well for me. Oh, for that's you, funny. also for us, as it turns out. But listen, isn't that cruel and unusual punishment to bring him to a game that you know they're going to lose? Nah, he had fun. He Did still he had though? fun. Did he? Did he? Is he just being nice? I, I mean, he had enough beer. I don't think he was having oh, a bad the, time at all. So. Once again, there you go. <laughs> Drink as fine. much as you want. Yeah. And the culture was good. Germany with the Patriots. They, oh, that's even better. Two and seven. Love and, that. But the, the bad news is they flew back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen. Can we take a uh, commercial break now? Just No. No? Okay. All right. So no, anyway. We can take a break. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Uh, why don't we do that? Why don't we take a break? Uh, real quick, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Matt Maloney's Mill Track Sound Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Hawk Hunter, the wingman, has finally rid the world of its worst ever supervillain, Victor Robotov. But in Mac Maloney's latest book, War of Dragons, we learn the maniacal terrorist ghost still haunts our battered, devastated planet. In War of Dragons, book 22 in Mac's best-selling wingman series, Hawk and his united American allies uncover Victor's bizarre plot from beyond the grave. The super terrorist hid six nuclear bombs around the Mediterranean before he died, knowing their detonation will empty out the Great Sea and cause a worldwide catastrophe. Guarding these weapons of mass destruction, he's left behind a family of ferocious air dragons, eternal aerial sentinels that will stop at nothing to protect their late master's unthinkable secrets. Sailing aboard their gigantic aircraft carrier, the USS USA, Hawk and the United Americans must battle their way across the Mediterranean, slaying these dragons in hopes of beating Victor's allies to the nuke's secret locations before time runs up. If not, then the world will face a very nasty, very watery Armageddon. It's Game of Thrones meets Top Gun in Wingman 22, War of Dragons by Mac Maloney on sale now on Amazon. Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network, and this is Mac Maloney. Well, what show we have for you tonight? But right now, oh, we have a very special segment. Uh, everyone knows uh, Susan K, super fan down there in North Carolina. We will clap here. I'm sure we've done it earlier and probably later. <laughs> in this part of the show. That's, the, that's the hot chick with the Corvette, right? Susan, that's yeah, that's her, that's her aka, her alias, correct? Yeah, uh, also with us. Um, you know, I don't think he has a Corvette, let's say, but, you know, who knows, is uh, the Black Eyed Kid. The Black Eyed Kid is in the house with us. B-E-K, how you doing? I'm doing great. How's everybody else? Everyone's uh, good. Um, We're doing okay. You made it through Halloween okay? Oh, I certainly did. Um, 
I can't say the same for others. Oh. Okay, well, third time's a charm there, kid. Okay, you're going to laugh either way. <laughs> so, um, uh, okay, so you're right here tonight as a special guest because mm-hmm. our um, super fan, Susan Kay, down there in North Carolina, has decided that it's your time to be dissected on the radio. So it's 10 questions mm. for the black-eyed kid, okay? 10 questions for the black-eyed kid. If the authorities are listening, I'd suggest you tape the show. I'm usually doing the dissecting, so oh, this is interesting. This will be interesting, yes. Uh, Susan, are you ready? Susan K. I am ready. Okay, yes. so we'll start some kind of music here. And uh, the top ten questions to ask. Uh, to, top ten questions for the Black Eyed Kid. Are you going to start at ten and work your way down to one or one to ten, or does it matter? I'm going to go one, one to ten. One to ten. The best for last. Best for last, number ten. Okay, top ten questions. For the Black Eyed Kid, there's the ring. Go, please. All right. So, Black Eyed Kids are noted to be between the ages of 6 to 16 years old. They're known for panhandling, hitchhiking, and found at doorsteps of residential homes, and they scare the hell out of whoever answers. Is it true you were once recruited by the Seventh-day Adventists? Yes. It was private. I wasn't supposed to talk about it. Okay. All right. Now now he's in trouble. Okay. I'm sorry, Susan, for that one. Next one. <laughs> How does it make you feel knowing most who encounter you feel a sense of dread? <laughs> I actually look forward to it. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Next, please, Susan. Oh, sorry. When you go to the eye doctor... Do they still use those drops to dilute your pupils? Mm-hmm. No, I do it myself and save myself a couple bucks. There you go. You're not on Obamacare? You? I, I would thought if you <laughs> went to the eye care, the eye doctor, he'd get rid of the black eyes, no? I would never give up my best asset. There you go. <laughs> Madonna said that a long time ago. Next, please. Susan K. Next question. Black-eyed kid, is it true that young children taste good with hollandaise sauce? Oh, come on. <laughs> yes. That's true. Hey, we sub Keith tonight. I, I have to tell you, uh, fans, that uh, everyone is laughing on the inside. Next, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm dying on the inside. No, it's all right. It's okay. We're all going down together. Come down and visit. <laughs> All right, next question. So, I'm not the best at photography. If I took your picture, black-eyed kid, would you have red eye in it? Oh, oh my God. Um, no, usually when they, they take pictures of me, that's the last thing they do. So I don't so. Oh, so like the film doesn't even get developed? Doesn't even get that. No. Okay. <laughs> We have to tie up loose ends. <laughs> wow, it turned very grim there very quickly. Next, please. Just turn his brown eyes blue. And there you go. Whoa, I, I hear a hit. Susan, please. Top ten questions for Black Eyed Kid. Black Eyed Kid, I think you messed my next question up, but I wanted to know if there are any other Black Eyed children that had a bun. I don't see your bun. You still sporting the bun? He's got the bun, folks. Yes, I am still sporting my Shogun. Yeah. A shogun that he prefers to call it a shogun. Yeah, we understand. Okay. All right. Got it. All right. There's probably a Japanese food joke in there somewhere, but uh uh-uh. uh, not tonight. 
Next, please, Susan. Okay. Next question. Does being on Mac's show violate any of the conditions of your parole? <laughs> um, That's a question no. for everybody on the show, by the way. I have to talk to my lawyer. <laughs> if you can find them. Uh, <laughs> you have two left. I'm sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I stepped on your line there. B.E.K., sorry. <laughs> okay, next. There's a fight out in the hallway. Next, please, Susan. When's the last time the police searched your premises? Oh. Well, do you mean where I live or my premises? That's private. Now we're back. It's like on. even more disturbing, like the light. Yes. <laughs> we're back on track. Now, please, well, I can't see that now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ready for number 10? Yes. Are you? Yes. Is, is Raven? Yeah. Black Eyed Kid, I know you practiced your pickup lines on Raven. My favorite one of those being the one where you asked Raven if this rag smelled like chloroform. Oh, yeah, number one, number one on the hit parade right there. <laughs> Is it true that you have a life-size, anatomically correct blow-up doll of Raven in your closet? Yes, um, some parts are interchangeable depending on the day oh, and the mood. Oh. I thought he was going to say, who hasn't? But uh, he taught me there. <laughs> Okay. I'm working on mass production. Oh, I really? Okay. See, he's also very businessman-like. Wow, huh? Okay. Well, uh, I think that was funny, right? I, I just have a follow-up yeah. question. So oh, if they're oh, interchangeable, um, like a Lego? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. I just want to make sure I got the picture right in my head. <laughs> hmm. Yes, sometimes, uh, you know, you're raving, and then other times you're Randy. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be, gotta be fair to the other girls. Yeah. What can I say? Does the Raven doll have a cat? Oh my God, that's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? She did. She used to. Okay. Wow. Huh? Well, listen. For adults only, this show. <laughs> now, funny thing is, before we got on the air, that uh, the black eyed kid. Uh, said that he might manage to get his girlfriend on, the black-eyed girlfriend. No, no. What do we call her? What's her name? What's her name? He's signaling, uh, signaling yeah. Raven. Today. No, that's not right. No, Raven too. You might want to keep that private. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna keep your, <laughs> if you keep your whereabouts private, you want to keep that private. But have her on sometime. She's always welcome. Well, okay. Does she have to be awake? <laughs> it's up to you, it's kid. It's the chloroform again. Yeah, no, that's optional. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay I'll work on okay. that. All right, good. Thank you. Uh, why don't we take a break now and really catch our breath? Um, you're listening to Mac Maloney's Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The whole gang is here. Please stay tuned. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54. How about Tonopah Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. 
Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Miltrax Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. First of all, girls, he's here, the very famous Juan Juan, over in the puddle, over across Hello, the Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Hilarious show tonight. Okay. Are you drinking anything tonight, or are you naturally high? Uh, just just tea out of my Keith Richards cup. Tea. Wow. Is it, <laughs> is it toxic? Do you get high just because it's in his cup? There you go. I drink everything out of this cup now. Do you really? Huh? Interesting. If okay. Keith says it's good, then I'm drinking it. You know, we're going to talk about yeah. music in a second, but I got to tell you this, man, and I know everyone thinks I'm just, I don't know what. When he finally goes, it's going to be a different world. It's Believe me, uh, it's the end of um, everything. It might be the end of me, man. Yeah, it, 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 it's, you, it's just he's that big of a figure, and, and, and he's big now, but I'm, I'm telling you, 100 years, people are going to be revering this guy. Anyway. Speaking about revering someone, the very famous witchies here, Switchy, with the with the with the hair combed, which is still odd to me. Switchy. You gotta do it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no more tangles. No more tangles. Okay. Did you put that in there? Do you have bro cream? Did you put bro cream in there? A little dabble, do you? There you go. <laughs> I'd say uh, that's what she said, but that would be inappropriate. Anyway, our favorite witch is uh, with us. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, our Naldo. <laughs> Your full mechanic. In <laughs> Hi, the house. Mac. In the house. Hello, everyone. I thought he was going to say El Ronaldo is, is our favorite witch. I'm yeah, glad. well, you know, hey, I've, listen. Been, I've been called worse, I'll tell you. After, <laughs> after a mummy, after a mummy and a couple of beers, I'm, you know, who knows? But look at, we'll explain that in a second. Uh, so, uh, Alcia, our favorite good witch up there in Sideways, you know, Raven is with us. Raven, how are you? All ten Hello, fingers. my friends. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Okay. All right, there you go. We're seeing a picture of Keith Richards. He's laughing. He looks uh, He looks like he might be on drugs. What's going on there, Juan? Yeah, for the listeners, you can probably look up any picture of Keith Richards. Yeah, and right. It'll look like that. There you go. And he's got a big, big ass smile on his face. He's playing his five string open His five string chord, open, open chord tuning. Right, exactly. Open chord tuning. Yeah. The best question ever someone asked him just a little while ago, and they go, wow, you know, uh, Rolling Stones all that time, you know. You've had such a hard life. And he goes, hard life? I've been a rock star since I've been 19. Come on. It's the greatest <laughs> life in the world. Yeah, really. Hard life. It's not wrong. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Anyway. Uh, so uh, let's introduce also super fan Susan K. How are you, Susan? 
I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Does it bother you that we call you the blonde with the Corvette? Uh, uh, nope. Okay. Love it. All right. Oh, we have that down on tape. Good. Oh, that's good. Uh, anyway, also with us is uh, Stephanie McNew, who is the um, has the podcast, the Spirited Podcast. Please tell me that's right, Stephanie. Highly spirited podcast. Highly, highly spirited. Okay, I'm missing the highly. Highly spirited podcast. And it's the coolest idea in the world. It's uh, basically pairing, as they say, um, a drink with ghost stories, right? Yep, that's exactly it. Well, that's cool. And uh, earlier in the day, Stephanie sent us the recipe for a drink called the Mummy. Okay, and what is it? Uh, five shots of vodka and a lemon or something. <laughs> anyway, it's got some juice to it. Let's, say, juice, let's say that. So we've had one because we uh, look at this as a scientific experiment, and we're probably going to have to call it Uber at home. But we'll see. Okay, that's the drama. Part. Thank you, Stephanie, for joining us. Uh, also with us, I, I, I introduced Switch, right? I'm just kidding. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Thank he you. Called switch. out his okay. hair, which I will say I do like Switchy's hair tonight. It looks really, really fluffy and like it's from the '90s. Fluffy. I love that about '90s. Me. How about if he put the yeah. pot in the middle? '90s fluffy hair. How about if the pot was in the middle? Wouldn't he be then '80s MTV? I'd be a druggie. Oh, there you go. <laughs> anyway, also with us, okay, is a good friend, Will Spies. Will, how are you? Even though you're in I'm Baltimore. Doing great. Yeah. Okay. So you're in Baltimore, right? Uh, I live north of Baltimore. Okay. Actually, I live uh, in don't Hanover, try, Pennsylvania. Don't try to get out of it. Listen, you're a paid, <laughs> you're a, a professional. You're a professional. Oh, we'll get to that. Talk about paranormal. <laughs> you're a paid ghost hunter, right? You're actually one of the people who gets paid to do it. Yes, sir. Okay. Does the IRS know about this or what? What's your? Yeah, yeah. It's a full on W two gig. Mm. Uh, hmm. uh, actually, I, I had to go pick up my last check for uh, the, the October season. I should, I've, I've been slowly slipping away from it, but uh, why? Just because because uh, uh, I want to do more things on my own. Too much money. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you have an agent? Do you have a manager, or you do it all yourself? No, no, no. Really? Just, huh? You, you mean what? The paranormal stuff? No, no. The money. The money end of it. Oh no, no. I'm, I'm basically I'm technically an employee of a company, man. They they, they pay me hourly wage and a commission and. And then, and then I make most of my money on tips. Well, that's cool, man. Well, that's good. Hey, listen, not many people get to do that. Get tips. So, yeah. Gee. What are the tips? Stay that's out awesome. of haunted houses? Tips? Uh, I mean, about a month ago, or in early October, I took out 22 people uh, from the company. I got paid just short of 400 and then I made 180 in tips at night. Yeah, yeah, really. For three yeah. hours. Good nice. for you. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> to make money at this is really good. It, it really is. You know, you must be... I actually get paid to work at the Mothman Museum on Saturdays. Do you really switchy? All right, I'm kind, okay. I'm kind of the answer guy. Did you really? Did you go on strike it, like we told you? People did, did what? Did you go on strike like we told you? Uh, no, I did not go on strike. Wow, it's too much fun. That wow. could have been counterproductive. Could, that, could that have been slower? <laughs> I, well, I hope they don't find out that I would do this for free. I, I would pay them to do it. Uh-huh. Okay. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh-oh. We got to edit all this out. Uh, yeah. Your employer cannot hear about <laughs> this. What are we going to do? <laughs> we'll play music. It'll be okay. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, let me just uh, – so I've, I've introduced everyone. Let me just uh, go to Will for a second, okay? Now, how long have you been in this? How long have you been you know, looking for ghosts, let's say professionally? Professionally, I started doing that in 2017, so it's been six years. Okay. So – and how many ghost hunts have you been on? How many, how many 
episodes out there to the story? Oh man. Uh, yeah. At one point it was practically my full-time gig for like two years uh-huh. um, where I was going out multiple times. I've been out probably thousands of investigations at this point. Okay. Um, you know, cause there's, there's nights where I'd be doing two or three investigations in a night and doing that for four or five nights a week. Okay. So, uh, so let me ask you this. Uh, so the places that you go to, first of all, the people have invited you in or why are you there? So, with the company, they actually either earn or rent the locations we go to. So we're the only people that are in and out of the place. Okay. Um, so there's you know, there's uh, no one to kick us out, so to speak, outside of you know the others. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're 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 private property locations. When we have too many people come into town, we got to start using the public locations like Saks Covered Bridge that everyone knows about. Okay. And we'll, we'll take people out there and do an investigation out there. Okay. So, so um, uh, these are places that the company you work for rents, but they're, they're known haunted places. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. All the locations that the company um, owns or uses, um, especially these are the ones that we rent. It's because at some point someone walked into the shop and said, hey, you guys do investigations. And we said, yeah. And they're like, you wouldn't believe the stuff we get. And we investigate. And and when their when their rental agreement comes up, we usually you know offer to to rent the place and yes you know, yeah it's the best tent as possible. There's no furniture. We're not using any water. We turn off the electricity. Yep. <laughs> There's uh, hmm. anything you got is foot traffic, but you, you, we we usually turn off the power uh, you know and keep everything low key. There's a um there's a haunted house in Newburyport. It's on um. Do you remember? You know where it is? I don't remember. Eight 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 um not Court Street. Anyway, it's no, I don't it's. Know. I, I honestly got it's know. down in the Joppa end of uh, Newry Point. It, it, it was famous back before the Civil War, and what they what the ghost was it was a schoolhouse at the time, and kids like of like all ages went there. Let's say right this is in eighteen forties maybe, and one of the kids died. You know of you know, who knows what the grip or something right, but they used to see him in the school. They used to see him looking in the windows at the class. And and then the teacher would go out to get him or whatever. He'd be in the hallway. He'd be upstairs and stuff. Very, very creepy kid ghost stuff, right? And it was so – it made so many headlines that like all of the Wendell Holmes or whatever, he was on the Supreme Court. He wrote to this woman. He said, you have to stop it because you're scaring everyone in the country. And the, the person writing the stories were in the New York Times, and, and she did. So it's um, 8 Child Street is what it is, 8 Child Street. Okay. Right off the river. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a weird – the story is weird. It just happens to be a new report. But, but to me, the kids, the dead kids staring in the window at his classmates, that's creepy, man. That's – it's so – and it, it happened. So many people saw it. It was like really strange. That's different. I yeah, I, I didn't know about that. Yeah, we always say if kids are involved – 32 Child Street. So is is North Carolina haunted down there? Have you found this? Uh, this is a Massachusetts transplant down to NC. I mean, is it cra- is it ha- more haunted than Massachusetts? Is that possible? You're talking to me. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Are you talking to me? You're talking to me. <laughs> You're talking to me. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't think so. So, but the school you were just talking about isn't that thirty two Charles Street? Or yeah, it might like be. That? Yeah, it's I don't know. We thought we we just pretended to look it up, but we did. Yeah, but yeah, oh it's God. weird. It's 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 kind of you know it's turned into probably four apartments now. But when you look at it, you say, yeah, I could see that being a, a schoolhouse. And it's just like if you read the story that was in the New York Times, where you know it wasn't the, the embellishment of what happens these days. You know, just kind of telling what people saw and stuff. 
people fainting and stuff because this kid's this kid would show up and the kids are freaking out because they knew he died of diphtheria or something, you know. So, um, yeah. Are we sure it was a ghost kid and not just a regular kid? Because they're both interchangeable. Yeah, but he looked like this scary, kid. Right? He, looked, he looked like this kid, though. Everyone knew him, you know. It was a little uh, Freddy. That 100% okay. died. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, okay. it's, it says. Um, Here we go. Ghost of New Report, Charles Street Schoolhouse. Yes, that's An right. old street, uh, you know, New Report should be uh, intrinsic to community as. Epitaphs on lines of cemeteries. Everything Max said is true. So it's no, a very it is. strange. It, he's right. It is there. I had no idea. Yeah, it's crazy. And the people want to down. They do a pet cemetery to him. Well, you know, I remember, uh, you know, uh, Valerie Lafaso. We used to, at one time we would said, you know, you should go up to this place because she's an empath and she goes into these places that are haunted. And um, yeah, just tell us about this place. Believe me, it gives me the creeps even thinking about it. So. Uh, anyway, wow, huh? So uh, let's have report on our mummy drinks, okay? Here we go. Uh, Al, mine, mine's gone. Al's is gone. Okay, and you, super you cool still boy. got a little bit in there. <laughs> and listen to him, boy. Okay, <laughs> sounds like Foster Brooks already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, I got to drive home with this guy. Cool. All right. Hmm. Oh, I've still hmm. got I've still got a beer I'm working on, so. <clears throat> Me too. We'll just drive real slow on the highway. Yeah, no, no one noticed. No one noticed. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so um, I, I'm going to go back to uh, to Will for a second. Um, so, Will, so you've seen all kinds of things. Has anything and, – and you say that you you like it and you want to see it and you encourage it in a way. Have you ever seen anything that really scares you or, or is it always on the same level of, uh, you know, just like uh, surrealness? Um, I mean, there's some places outside of Gettysburg that I've been to that definitely I've walked into. And, and unlike Gettysburg, I got that instant feeling of like, I shouldn't, you know, like I shouldn't be here, like heavy chest, mm. um, hard to breathe kind of thing where it's like, I, I you know, you feel almost claustrophobic while you're standing in a, a 15 by 15, you know, uh, room with, with 12 foot ceilings and yep. yet you feel like you're being smothered. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I definitely have, have seen, you know, doors slam shut down the hall and, no one else is there. So, I mean, you know, but again, and nothing that I've ever, ever personally felt fearful for like my safety or, 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 or myself. It's always been like, I don't know, self, I, in my brain, there's like self-protection. You know, they, people always wear all these charms, necklaces and all yes. these tokens. And, and I, I tell people it starts with your heart and your mind. Like that's mm. your best protection. If you're afraid of something getting you, then you gotta, you gotta kind of have it right in your head that they're not allowed to. <laughs> well, okay. That's how it works. So listen, but, but does it, does anything ever keep you up at night? Have you ever seen anything like horrifying? If you know what I mean? Uh, I would say the, the weirdest thing that most scary thing I ever saw was, um, uh, was at the Hinsdale house. And that was where we had a, a giant black, I don't know, form something yes. run by us about 10 feet away. And there's six of us standing in a group and we're all like, you, you know, just, you saw it just blow through the woods that we were standing in Damn. and we all had flashlights. Like it was lit up and we're like, you guys all saw that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you know, they're all like, yeah, yeah, we saw that. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I, yeah. I, yeah. Wow. Uh, that would be something like that would, would really affect me. You know, like you're used to it maybe. But uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, it, it's funny because it just kind of leads into this thing real quick. Um, so I read today. Get this. Um, so remember the war against ISIS? It was like 
2015, 2016. Okay, so there's a war over in Iraq and Syria. And mostly it was like the militias who beat these guys. But the United States had these very, very large artillery bases that were like 40 miles away. And, you know, the good militia guys would call on the artillery and here we go, right? And you just follow it, you know, follow the, 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 the devastation. And that's what they're doing. So now this particular Marine unit, you know, came back a long time ago. But the people in it, the guys in it are reporting that they're seeing ghosts and they're hearing voices and they're seeing the vision of a young Iraqi girl that the local people put on them as a curse, right? And if you read mm. their testimony, believe me, it's chilling. Okay, these are guys who have been you know, at war. Okay, nothing should be rattling them. You know what I mean? The worst of their life is over. Um it's it's really amazing to hear it, and it's it's crazy. So anyway, what they think has happened? These are enormous artillery guns, huge, and they think the concussion that the people firing it felt day after day, hundreds hundreds a day. This is how they won the war, just you know shooting hundreds of these hundred pound shells and all this stuff. That the concussion rattled their brains, and they basically got ahead it like a slow concussion. And it's making them see things and hear things. How effed up is that? How crazy is that? How crazy is that they see a ghost? To me, that's very strange. I think that's in their that's in their memory in their in their um, what's the word? You know, they're it's, subconscious. Yeah, they're in there, right? And now they're seeing it. You know what I mean? The fear is in there, and now they're seeing it. Type thing. It's very and this scary. Is from. This is an account from like multiple people. This yeah. isn't like, you know, two yeah, no. people that are saying the same thing. This no, is like it's several these guys. People. I forget how many guys. I think that I'm going to guess there's about probably 100 people in the unit. And a lot Whoa. of them. Yeah. A lot of them have come forward and said, uh, this is like, you know, this this has affected us. And, you know, let's face it. It's almost 10 years ago. It's eight years ago. And, um, yes. you know, it's having these very long term effects. But usually veterans with PTSD you know, have a certain amount of symptoms, right? We know what it is, and, um, you know, it sucks, believe me, you know. But uh, these people, for whatever reason, are, you know, seeing ghosts and, and hearing voices. And from the, from what I hear, they're, they're all seeing the same ghost, which is also pretty weird. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's so going on. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like if that's not a curse that some uh, someone yeah. put on them, that's like – that many people experienced a, a, like a traumatic brain injury from from yeah. uh, basically like being on the job, quote right. unquote. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? And not knowing Ooh. it. Yeah, but but yeah, it, not knowing it. But I think it's imprint imprinted in their brain because they heard. I mean, maybe this is like the rational explanation for it, the psychology explanation for it, which I took in high school. Um, that you know, someone you know suggests something to you that something bad is going to happen to you, you're going to expect something bad happening to you. If someone said you're going to see the ghost of my daughter who you killed, if your brain is a little round, yeah, you might see that. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like it's, it's sad in a way. It's really sad. It's very sad, yeah. You know, that these guys are going yeah, I, through this. It kind of makes me think of like these, uh, the pro wrestlers and the pro football players who have the brain injuries that, yep. you know, sometimes some of them have done crazy things like Chris Ben, uh, ben Wall. 
Um, God, there's that quarterback a couple years ago that 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 did some crazy at Nelton and took their own lives. And they they talk about how they get these crazy bouts of depression and mm-hmm. they hear voices and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you gotta think that's from their brains getting, you know, knocked around for years after yes. years. And it's it to me it kind of parallels to what you're saying there with, with the with the military group that's maybe it's the same thing, but a different flavor of, they said, of, of the same kind of trauma. They did say the concussion from these these uh, artillery pieces you got to see them they're, they're enormous um you know and they can shoot these things i don't know 40 50 miles away whatever these huge shells but every time they shoot it you can tell that it's gone off you know because there's a concussion <laughs> right. to this to, to, to right. this massive gun go ahead al alex no, you know it's like mac and i were talking on the way up here about the guys that were serving on the battleships in world war ii they were running 16 inch guns and when they'd launch, you know, when they'd let a, a salvo go on one of those boats, they, I mean, everybody had to take cover because yeah, yeah. It, just the concussion that that would push the, the a battleship sideways, or and it would rock it they would, back on itself. Like it took a minute for the thing to recover, so they could reload and, and get it back and on target. They would shoot shells. The the the, the weight of a Volkswagen. 22 miles. That's how big. Right. This is one of their guns. And on a battleship, there were nine of them. Right. Okay. And they would they would sit off the coast of what, Lebanon, whatever it was. Just They're boom. five miles off coast. And they would throw a shell the size of a Volkswagen or the weight of a Volkswagen 15 miles inland. These people had no idea this thing was coming. Wow. They couldn't so, see the ship. They had no clue. And the, when it hit, and it, it, with it the hit. New, when they – the, the Back when the ship was built in World War II, the uh, aiming, sit, you know, stuff yeah. on it was fair. Uh, hit a mess, you know, but it was good for the time. Yeah. But now they computer control the aiming, and now the thing can hit within so many feet, and the, it makes a crater big enough that yeah. whatever you aim it at, even if it's seven or eight, ten, twenty feet away, it's gone. It's still gonna blow it. Blow it apart. It's uh, urban renewal over there, right? But the thing is, is that if they if they're shooting at you, man, it sucks because you, you can't get away. It's it's like a little atom bomb, yeah. It, and now you get you know fifty. You got nine of these freaking things landing all around you. It just it just flattens everything. So anyway, so yeah, and that 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 battleship, all of those battleships, especially the Iowa, is also supposed to be very haunted. And uh, there's a um. Aircraft carrier in California, that Raven, you're still going to go to, right? What is the name of that aircraft carrier, which is crazy, the Interpret? Oh, man, yeah, you had to bring it up. I know exactly what you're talking oh, about. Susan knows. She's raising her hand. Oh. Susan. It's in North. The Hornet. I want to go oh, the Hornet. Hornet. The Hornet. Yes. Oh, I want to do the overnight. Right, I want to do How about like, this? a private tour. How about this? How about this? How about you and Susan and Stephanie? Go. The three of you. Go. And record the whole thing for us. Anyway, All right, see? I, I am down. And then yes. we'll we'll become a YouTube show just because of that. How about that? Yeah. Just tell me when. I, would I know, love. right? Like I'm okay. all set. I have a friend. As soon as you said it, I was like, "The Hornet." I know what you're talking about. There you go. Yeah. Like, oh, I would man, that was so go ahead. long ago. I, Al has Hollywood. I have a friend who. No, I have a friend who uh, was a Boy Scout uh, leader, yes. and he brought. He went down to. Uh, Battleship Cove was it in uh, uh, Fall River? Mass. Fall River, and they actually got to go out and bring the whole troop of Boy Scouts out on the ship and sleep on it overnight. That's child abuse. And cool. he, yeah. They were saying that 
uh, what what he said was they put you on the ship and then they pull the gangplank, the gangways yeah, away. Say, you can't get off. You can't get off it. Oh, and no. the Sounds thing like, was, they, they figured out some of the uh, scoutmasters figured that out beforehand yes. and they, okay. they snuck all their beer in. Okay. So they uh, could, you know, once the kids went to sleep, they all could sit around and drink. Listen, as I said before, this is gossip now, testimony later. Let's, uh, there we go. So, uh, wow. So let me, let me just ask this. I'm just going to go around the table for this. I have never seen a ghost, okay? I've, I've heard that one of the scariest things that happened to me was when I was a kid. We lived in an old house in Dorchester, old house in Dorchester. And I had a room up in the, um, that's part of Boston, by the way. And I had a room in the attic. And you knew, you knew every step, the noise that every step made. You know what I mean? Because you did it so many times, you would hear it. It was almost like the soundtrack of going up the stairs. So you knew when someone's coming up the stairs. And you know the squeaky stair too. So then, if you're trying to sneak in at night, right? You avoid yes. the squeaky stair. Yep. Right. I'm in there with a Sports Illustrated or something. So anyway, <laughs> so one night, <laughs> swimsuit edition. Sorry, the, the swimsuit issue. Hang on. So anyway, one night I was in there. I was probably, I don't know, a young teen, let's say. And I'm up there, and I hear someone coming up the stairs. Now, the weird thing about it was probably a month before, my mother came up the stairs to wake me up to tell me that Robert Kennedy had been shot. Okay, remember that? Okay, so it's been 68. I was in the crib. And... (laughs) And and I thought it was like one of the, it's going to be one of those things. She's going to come in and tell me, you know, someone's been, you know, someone famous has been shot. But and I'm waiting. I can just remember laying in the bed and waiting and waiting and waiting for someone just to open up the door and come in, and no one did. And there was, you know, I know that there was no one there. It just like disappeared. No one went back down the stairs, but I knew the sound of every step coming up. There's probably five of them. That was scary to me. That was, I'm not, you know, fun. Let's talk. Let's uh, chat, you know. Yeah, all I wanted to do was like, man, this is like scary. I'm waiting for the sun to come up. So, Will, I mean, I'm not like you. I'm not like everyone here. Everyone here would enjoy it but me. What a chicken you are. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Who's going to call me a wussy first? Thank you, Juan Juan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm one of many. I got he was in the crib in 1968. Yeah, there, you there you go. Little I Mac. The Weren't we all? Little Mac, keep your hands out of your diaper. <laughs> anyway. But, but well, I mean, what, what makes it? What's, what's the difference between, you know, the haves and the haves not? Why do some people run towards it where other people, you know, flee like me? Yeah, I, I actually, I think about that a lot because I think about why do I keep doing this when I got plenty of other to do? I, you know, I, I got... Yeah, I, I work full time, part time, and I run three side hustles. Plus, I do the paranormal. Like, mm-hmm. I, I keep myself very busy. Why do I keep chasing these things? And mm-hmm. then, what is it? I mean, for me, uh, this week especially uh, is the anniversary of my dad passing back in 2015. Okay. So I've been thinking a lot about it. Obviously, yesterday was the was the actual day that he passed, right? And it was one of these things that, like, part of me I think really got into it in 2017, two years after he passed. Because I kind of wanted to say, you know, can I talk to him again? Is, is that like a possibility? Mm-hmm. Funny enough, though, I've never tried. Um, for mm-hmm. all the different places and opportunities, um, I've never, I've never actually reached out to him and said, "Hey, you know, can yeah, yes, can, can you come? Can you let me know you're here?" Um, but, Why? Yeah, Why? I think, I think people have some sort of desire that that they they want to talk to the dead, that they want to, you know, that they want to kind of fill some sort of gap in and in, in, in their in their own soul. 
But why would you? Um, why don't another... you? Why don't you want to talk to your dad if you can talk to him? <laughs> I, I'd love to talk yeah, to my dad. He'd tell me to get a haircut or something. You know, <laughs> I mean, I would. I would love to have one last know, conversation and, with my dad. So, you know, he, he, he's uh, actually in the room with me because his urn sits here in my office. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. So oh, that's yeah. Good. So all right. This so just took that, you know, This I, just I, took I a so creepy turn. Yes. Okay. That's good. <laughs> keep the show going right you know, to the I, end. I, I, I kind of talk to myself, going, "Man, I, yeah, I, I hope I'm doing this right, or I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, wondering how you would have done whatever situations going yes. on." But um, as far as verbally, like directly communicating with them, I think I'm afraid of being disappointed. Honestly, mm-hmm. if I'm mm-hmm. being 100% real. Yeah, if it doesn't I'm, come I'm through. That, that, that I wouldn't go to talk to him, and then and then that kind of lowers. Then the, what? Yeah, yeah, body. yeah. I understand. Hey, uh, Stephanie, just for a second, okay? I want to say two things. First of all, the drink, the mummy, was excellent. It's so good that I'm pouring my leftover Coors Light into the glass and mixing it around. Because, like, with the lemon, so nothing goes to waste. <laughs> Lemony cause. Lemony cause. So, no. I know that you. I know that 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 you know your, your podcast. I mean, the way that you started your podcast is it'd be cool to pair ghost stories with drinks. Okay, but you yourself. Okay, I mean, you've never seen a ghost, not really, right? I mean, do you think you can talk to him? Do you think it'd be that distinct that you could talk to? Someone you know up there? Could it be that? I, I think you can. And beyond talking to them, I think they give you signs in different ways. I think, you know, my dad passed away a couple of years ago. And ever since the week he died, I have found a dime at least once a week for these last two years where I'm like, I never, I never have changed. I never have real money. So I'm like, it's weird for me to find money anywhere. So I'm like dimes all the time. And my friend Kim, like she's kind of a spiritual girly. She did this pendulum thing. And I was like, ask it if these dimes are from my dad. Mm-hmm. And it was like a yes, immediate yes. It just automatically went over there. I was like, okay, the dimes are from my dad. So when I get one, I'm like, thanks, dad. And like, I don't, he's never like, I've never tried to have a conversation with him. I right. just kind of like, no, it's him. Like the pennies from heaven thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I think they do dimes, whether we conversate or not. Mm-hmm. Do you think that... Um... They're in a better place, let's say. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to be religious and be like, I'm not like a heaven mm-hmm. or hell type right. of girl. Like, we, we go wherever we go, like somewhere in the ethers. I don't know, but I think they're happier. Their bodies don't hurt anymore. Like, it's just your little spirit mm-hmm. floating around, doing whatever it's doing. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I mean, if, if, um, if we found out, if we could somehow confirm scientifically that you could speak to the dead, that would be like one of the, that would be the biggest so far scientific breakthrough. That would be very cool. Okay. Ever. That's a myth for a lot of people. Like maybe not Will, but a lot of paranormal people are like, I want to prove it. I just want the scientific proof so people know it's real. Uh, and with, I think people would be, uh, the general public would be a lot more accepting of it if it's like, here's your science. Right. People would be. Yeah. Well, same with UFOs. It's exactly what people have been asking for UFOs for years. You know, give us the scientific exactly. proof instead of all this anecdotal uh, evidence, as the kids say, and and yep. then we'll believe it. Imagine if somehow, some way, and we've had one guest on here, Paul Eno, who's a good friend of ours, um, ex priest, as it turns out, or he left the monastery for a girl. That's another story. But you know, he believed. He told us that. He knew of instances where the U.S. military was actually investigating paranormal activity at, at certain places. You know, not just UFOs, which you can understand. They're flying around. It could be the Chinese, Russian, whoever. But to actually 
you know, they and they also looked into ESP and stuff like that. So we know they get into those kind of weirdo, um, you know, um, remote viewing and stuff to actually look into ghosts and stuff, which it tells me that someone got the money to look into it. You know what I mean? Someone, someone convinced somebody, give me, you know, 40 million bucks and look into this. That's interesting. I thought that was interesting. You never really kind of hear this. I'm going to say to Susan, Susan K. Are you ready? Susan K. Yeah. Okay. What do you believe? Do you believe it's someone on the other end of the phone? I want to believe that. And I mean, I have to say I do believe it because I want to believe it. But um, I'm one of those people that, as you mentioned, um, as Will mentioned, you know, he wants to talk to his dad. I would too, but I think a lot of people want to, it's not just speaking to people we've lost. It's wanting to know what's next. You know? yes, yes. So just give you a little, little something to look, you know. Oh, something, know. something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It would prove that you know it's it's kind of real. I'm gonna switch you. Remember those? Uh, we did a we did a um, segment on people who received phone calls from people who had died. Uh, yes. Remember that? It was a long time ago, but man, that was creepy. It, uh, Scott Rogo wrote a great book called "Phone Calls from the Dead." That's and, a wild uh, case. Some of That's it is so crazy. Uh, uh, some of it is really. Really spectacular. Really, really yeah. Bizarre. You can hear them online. You can hear, you know, you see the transcripts and, of it. And, and sometimes you have to have a, a back and forth conversation. Sometimes it's just a uh, a voice they recognize. And, you know, they, it'll they'll call on the anniversary mm-hmm. of their death or whatever, and they, it'll just be hello and then yep. static, nothing there. But there's other cases where you know there's there's a some kind of consciousness on the other end. Mm. Right. They'll they'll have. I mean, they they always say I'm okay. I'm you know. I don't know if they say I'm in a better place, but they always say I'm okay. Don't worry about me. That is, um, this if if all you rock, rock fans out there, we're going to talk about uh, music in a second here. If you know a band called Marillion, Marillion, okay, um, a lot of people look on them as a Genesis cover band, but they were actually pretty good, and um, they're from England. They did a song called Estonia, and it's a song about there was an Estonia ferry that that sank in a storm way back when. I mean, not that far in the 90s. It was like 700 people drowned. It was like this awful, awful thing. And if you can write an uplifting song about that disaster, that's what this song is about. You know, it's about don't worry about us. We're on the other side. It, it's it's a beautiful song, you know. It it really is. Estonia by Marillion. It really kind of tells. It, it's a song from the ghost point of view. You know, it's really, really good. Anyway, so you know what we have to do? We'll take a break real quick, add things up, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Show. Yeah, you know, we're in a studio which we know has a ghost. And, and you know, here we are, you know, kind of dumping on ghosts. Yeah. But, yeah? Okay. We're not dumping on him. We're well, not dumping on him, but are we really? Okay, we'll find out. You know, we, I think we all 30... wish we could see, communicate, see a ghost, communicate with our dead relatives, my dead dachshunds, mm-hmm. and everything oh, really? else, yes. without being dead ourselves. What would your, what would your dachshund a, say? What Wolf? a concept. Wolf, Wolf, Yeah, if you could. Oh, we got 90 Fine. minutes. Okay, that's good. Uh, we'll, we'll come back right after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Show Show here on the Distant Button Radio Network. Please stay tuned. So until you hear us next time, this is Mac Maloney for the entire gang saying, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. Okay, the show's over. Hey, Cobra, where are we going to eat tonight? Well, gentlemen, 
What do you feel like? Chinese, Italian, sushi? How about we go where they have the best hamburger in the world? And where would that be, one one? Only the Starboard Galley. Starboard Galley? They're a great seafood place, but they're in Newburyport and we're in Exeter. But they're only 20 minutes away down Route 95, and believe me, they have the best hamburger in the world. Let's go. Okay, boys, license and registration. Where's the fire? You clowns going to the circus? We're in a hurry just to get the best hamburger in the world. And where's that, Pally? That's the Starboard Galley in Newburgh. A great seafood place? Yes, but they make a great hamburger, too. And they start with the best beef. Super fresh buns. Great toppings. Plus, it's only 20 minutes away from Exeter, 25 from Portsmouth. Not with a police escort, buddy. Light them up, Switchblade. Starboard Galley. They're here. That's the Starboard Galley, 55 Water Street, Newburyport. Great seafood and the best hamburger in the world. And tell them Juan Juan sent you. My dad, he's a double amputee, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Homes for our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for our troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Miltronics Cell Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show it has been. Let me introduce the co-conspirators, because they're all involved tonight. Juan Juan, across the pool, across the puddle. Hello, Can't we're still say. here. You're still there? Good. Still right. here. What are you drinking? Robitussin? It's been a good show. I'm, I'm just drinking tea. Tea, right. Okay. All right. Caffeinated tea, by the That's way. That's okay. Okay. Keep, keep the buzz on. That's good. Also with it's us... Down there in uh, who cares, West Virginia. Switch is with us. Switch, how you doing? Switch. Great to be here. Okay. Switch, I feel like you feel left out tonight. Is it me or just let me pick? Uh, pick no, oh, I, oh, oh, forget yeah, okay. it. Uh, any sympathy just he, went he, right. If you saw me squirming earlier, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? As soon as I shoot a little bit of sympathy our way, you break the code and put a cat on. A, a cat that didn't put a cat anywhere. He just goes you? where he wants to go. The yeah. cat goes where they want to go. Yeah, but yeah. It, does he have to lick them? Really? On close <laughs> up <laughs> and slow mo. Oh, there yeah. Anyway, wow, oh, boy, he's kind of. Uh, is that his you, tail? Think, Mac, after that, <laughs> <laughs> it's like an octopus with fur. Also God, with God. us, also another cat lover, but we like her anyway. Is our good friend out there in. Sideways and young. Raven is with us. Hello, my friends. My cat literally just walked into the room, too. Really, huh? She's leaving. She must have heard She's me. leaving. I'm not going to listen to that asshole again, right? She's listening <laughs> to much radio. Also. Thank you so much for having me. 
another cat lover is here in the um, studio with us. He's driving the car tonight. We're one mummy into it. One Al. mummy and a couple of beers. Yeah. Al, how you doing, Al? I'm doing fine. Can you name? Do you have uh, you have four Norwegian wood cats, right? Four Norwegian forest, forest cats. Yes. Very very valuable cats. Yeah, okay. they, they were they were a few bucks, you know. Okay. We were a few thousand into them. Yeah. He went down to he went down to buy one. He, he wound up buying four. Do you have no, Do you have uh, names for them? Yeah, well, they, what they are the were, names? Well, they were named before we got them. Well, let's right? just give us the names. Um, is Randy and Robin the two boys, and they're orange and white. Okay. And uh, the girls are Lady Gwendolyn and uh, Celine. <laughs> they sound like porn stars or you know, strippers. You know, if, if you saw them, you'd, you'd probably <laughs> agree with that. Very okay. elegant ladies. They are. And <laughs> for, the, for the price, thank God they are, you know. For the price. <laughs> when uh, you, when you're dropping 5000 bucks on cats. Like yeah. Don't. <laughs> what happened? Great. Okay. Wow, huh? So anyway, uh, yeah, cats. Uh, so uh, I went. So Will. So uh, Will. Uh, you know who is a, um, a ghost hunter, someone who gets actually paid for it and stuff like that. Uh, real quick, we get like about nine minutes left. Have you ever caught anything like on videotape that you would really on, think on video? Yeah, a, a, a big thing on video. Honestly, I've seen is, is just like shadows um, moving on like an IR IR screen, um, and that whatever the tool is, and forgive me, the one that does the little stick figures. Um, we had, I was in a location where there's a lot of kids, kids spirits, and we laid out a whole bunch of toys and we had one appear and it actually uh, bent over and, and it's a little figurine was trying to pick up the ball that was on the floor. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I was sitting at the floor and I'm flashlighting the room going, there's nobody there for this, uh, this image to be, to be, you know, projected. But, yep. uh, but I, I got two really cool pictures that are, are, are still shots, but. I got one of a full straight one uh, shadow figure mm-hmm. inside of an empty house. I had everyone with me outside. And then I have in this inside the same room, I got, uh, I guess it's an apparition of a woman in a dress. And it sounds very cheesy, mm-hmm. um, but it was, um, it was, it, she wasn't there when I took the picture. But when I looked down the screen, it was on the camera. We, like, we went how, to, how did uh, I get there? we went to a, um, like a get together for some holiday for the, uh, and it was, uh, Given at the at the home of a mother uh, of the mother of someone who let me study. So we went to a uh, some kind of a gathering uh, at the house of the mother of someone who appears on the show fairly regularly, and I'm not going to say who they are, right? And um, nice kind of gathering, a lot of kind of family and stuff like that, and a lot of pictures taken. And um, the guy's mother died like probably three weeks later. Kind of suddenly, and when he got back the f- the photos, this is way back when when you had to send your you know send your photos out. You had to send your photos out. Every picture that his mother was in had a white globe, like kind of hovering off her, beside her, and there was probably maybe six or seven of these pictures, and, and no, no globes anywhere else, just in those pictures that she was in, and um. You know, I'm a real skeptic. None of this stuff ever happens to me. But I saw that and I said, "Wow! What? How? How? How could that happen? How? How did that work? Why would that? Why would that happen? Out of forty pictures, you know, five that take of her, there's this kind of like little, little globe on it. L. L. looks like, like he's going to weigh in. Like orbs, <laughs> right? All right. You've you've asked if people have ever seen a ghost. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, my dad passed away in. 1975. I think I've told it before. 
I think, um, it's, I think it's in a book that's coming out, isn't it? No, he. Um, this is not this one. He okay. he <laughs> actually, you know, he went to work and the sequel. he was uh, he was fifty years old. Go ahead. And he went to work and got seriously seriously pissed off, and he had the Italian temper, and he had the big one. Six minutes. So he ended up, you know, he ended up dying right there. Yeah. So um, that night, you know, I came home. And Ow. my cellar, my my room was in the cellar. What? Can I call time off for a second? It's in the book about him coming to talk to me. Yes, you got to read the book, Deborah. You know, like Charles Barkley said, <laughs> I got to read my own autobiography to see what's in. There. Anyway, he came in. He came in. And, he came in, and uh, you know, his big thing was take care of my mother. You know, wow. that was yeah. his big. That was his. And you know, I was like, "But you're still alive. You're not dead." And he's like, "No, I'm I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I'm hmm. just you. Got to take care of your mother." But the man stood there, sat down, talked to me. Yeah. So I mean, I like I said, I at the time it happened, it wasn't like I was talking to a ghost. I was I, talking. I to want my people daughter. to understand we are in a very isolated radio station that has a history of ghostly activity. <laughs> right, every night we're here. And we're talking about ghosts. So listen, why don't we kind of wrap up the show? Thank you, Al. <laughs> Sorry for that. for previewing the book, for teasing the <laughs> book. Uh, we have you an editor for that, right? You take it, I, I, you know, wow. Really do it for Bob. Yep. Do it, yeah, Help. do it for Bob. He's stealing that beer. Where did that beer go? We all we find is empty cans in the recycling <laughs> bin, as it turns out. But look, another show. Switchy, switchy time, uh, time to. Oh, you put up the. Uh, did you put that up early there, crap? The no, graphic just put it up. train this crash. Time. All right, I'm, I'm going to say highly skilled. You are highly skilled. Okay, I will let club know. Well, we have to say good night to you first. Okay, tell us how people can contact you. Tell us how people can offer you advice for being a Baltimore Orioles fan. Because at this point, oh. at this point, oh, listen, listen, you have to be adults. All right. Just, just remember, they're one of the best teams ever that they've ever had, and they <coughs> in the playoffs, right? <laughs> Putting it lightly. Okay. Hey, you know what? It's okay. We're, we we handled it better than the than the Philly fans did. When did you? <laughs> That's true. So we're, I'm good at that. That's true. Right, we, we, we didn't go riding in the streets and and reading right. things, so we're That's yeah, we're better than them. Philly. <laughs> the the city of brotherly shove. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, once. Um, no. Yeah, they they had a uh, they had a um, game delay at a Philly game once, and they didn't know what to do for TV. So some guy was sitting in the stands dressed as Santa Claus. Ever hear this story? So they got him out of the stands, and they wanted him to walk around the field waving to the people, and they were like throwing snowballs and bottles at him and stuff like that. What other city would you pelt Santa Claus? With you know bottles and stuff. I mean, they had to like rush them off the field. That's how Philly did not react very well to losing. You, you're lucky it happened to because no it one's surprise. <laughs> yeah, because it, it just erased the embarrassment you guys went through. Yeah, true, true, true. But we got the Ravens, so I mean. Oh well, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> they will embarrass you before season's end. Take it from me. Hey, I, yeah, uh, you talking about being a skeptic. I'm a Lamar skeptic, but uh, okay. you know. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, before. okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> take it from me, someone who uh, yeah. bets on them occasionally. Uh, now, listen, Let's t- <laughs> thank you all for joining us. Let's go to Stephanie, married to an Indianapolis Colts fan. Now, think of that. You think you've been through some misery. Wow. No, he's a bigger Cubs fan. The man just loves to be disappointed. So, Cub- 
Do you say Cubs? I just remember the suck for luck chant. Yeah. How'd that work out? Oh you still have that banner hung up someplace? <laughs> that would be worth money now. <laughs> we should say suck for luck. What they did, the Indianapolis Colts, who were a good team. They were a good yeah. team there for a while, man. They, you know, you'd, you'd, if Hatchet played them, you'd say they're going to play a good team. But they went down the drain. They lost their quarterback, and they said, let's lose on purpose to get this guy named Andrew Luck, who was like the top-rated quarterback in college, um, to play for us. Okay, so they called it suck for luck. So they intentionally blew games. They intentionally did not win games. He joins them. He's okay. But after three years in, he goes to some, you know, sports counselor, and they, you know, talk him into retiring in the middle of yeah. training camp, which is you, you just don't do that. So that's how yeah, suck for luck sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it sucked the luck the out of them. <laughs> did you say your husband was more of a Cubs fan? Yeah, he's more of a Cubs fan. Chicago yeah. Cubs? Yeah? Oh, wow. Huh. Really? No wonder you have a drinking podcast. We should say. Wow. Okay. All right. It's the mummy. That's the mummy talking. Not me. So, why don't we do this? Why don't we uh, bring the train into a station? Thank you, Will. We appreciate it. Thank you, Stephanie, for joining us. We really love it. Uh, you have the mummy and the other one. What are we going to drink on the way home? The witchy or the something? Daddy. The daddy. The daddy. <laughs> wow. Okay, we'll call you for Bill. One, one. Thank you. Stephanie, thank you. Susan K., we have to say goodnight to you. Susan, oh, this is terrible. Okay. Well, good, good night. Coppola. Good night. I know. Coppola. I feel, Susan Coppola, right. Oh, don't don't even bother with the last. That's fine. Really? It was my pleasure. I love you all. And really? It's so happy to have been here. Have a great night. Would you have kissed us on the first Thank day? Thank you, Susan. You too. Imagine a malgram of all of us. Would you? Absolutely. Yeah, it would be a little well, smooch, well, but it was just one Absolutely. Blob. Okay. All right. Sure. Well, we'll edit that to make it sound like you said it quicker and sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Susan, for joining us. We really appreciate Thank it. You. Appreciate everything you do. Thank you. Right. Right back at you. Have a great night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, Al. Hey. Good night, Al. Yeah, well. Okay. You still got to get back to the Still got to uh, get back uh, to the galley and then home. Yeah. Okay. All right. We can do that. We've done it before. Uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Okay. Uh, thank you, uh, Switchy. Have I thanked you tonight, Switch? Uh, you just did, and it was my pleasure. Okay. All right. Uh, homemade omelet. Right. Into the well, day. Scrambled eggs. Technically, it wasn't an omelet. What you have for dinner? What you have for dinner? I had uh, a can of Progresso uh, broccoli, cheese, and bacon soup. <laughs> oh, that's good for that you. That sounds man. good, actually. Yeah, it it was, was pretty good. Progresso soup is actually pretty good. Um, okay. Uh, so, uh, thank you. Thank Progresso. you. Juan Juan, as always. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you soon. We should okay. Zoom soon. Promise. Okay. All right, just let me know when I talk to Pete tonight. You know what I mean? Yep. Thank you. So why don't we um, say uh, the um, plugs tonight? The plug? Uh, Homestar Troops. Homestar Troops is an organization that raises money for our veterans uh, who were wounded in post-9-11 action. That's the Iraqi war and also the Afghan war who came home probably missing a limb. And what Homestar Troops 
does is that they build houses for them that are adapted to their needs. So not a lot of steps, wide uh, doorways, lower counter space, things like that, make it a little easier for them. And uh, we've seen some of these houses, and then they're beautiful, um, very well made, and very kind of expensive. And once they're finished, they rip up the mortgage. They give them the key. It's their house uh, forever, and they don't have to worry about that mortgage payment hanging over their head every month. And it, um, statistics prove that like about 85% of our veterans who um, are in on this plan go and they uh, become, I hate to say it, but they, they become uh, useful um, uh, members of uh, society, you know, and they get back into the work space and so on. It really helps them out. Home Shot Troops, 90 cents on your dollar goes right to our veterans, which is very high. And the charity biz. And coming up before the end of the year, we're going to have another trivia contest. We're going to involve uh, some of our experts out there. And um, the winner gets 100 bucks, and they automatically donate it to Home Shot Troops. So I hope you do too. Home Shot Troops, please Google them and uh, see what they're about. I think that's it. Um, I think that the only thing I want to say is, and just be really quick about this, is that we live in crazy times, but i got to say one thing that you can be sure of. John McCain was not a loser. Do you know what I mean? Sure, no. He was a war hero. Of course he was, yeah. Yeah, when he was in Hanoi, he, he waited till every other POW was released before he got released. Okay. Not a loser, folks. So, until you hear us next time, this is uh, Mac for the entire gang saying be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.